0: You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 30. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello, hello, hello. All right, I have to tell you, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> As I was preparing for this, I have to tell you, I was emotional myself in a really, really good way, and I have been having a lot of conversations with people about not following through. Yep, not following through, and there are a lot of reasons to not follow through, and there's some good reasons to not follow through. You probably know what they are. (laughs) There is unexpected workloads, which are a little out of control right now, so It makes sense that you would have to shift that work-life balance and how you said you were going to leave work at six o'clock and how you have to work a little bit later or work on the weekends. It makes sense. Or there's the summer vacations. Totally makes sense that it's really hard to eat healthfully and do your workouts when you're on vacation. And then there's the crazy, crazy travel that's going on right now with all of the cancellations. And of course, anybody would understand why you would go against your no drinking during the week plan. And have a quick one after your flight's been canceled three or four times. Totally understandable. All good reasons. And what I want you to notice is all of the emotions around all of that. Stress, overwhelm, frustration, relaxation, wanting to just let go and feel really good. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Having emotional power and responsibility right in the middle of that kind of chaos. Right in the middle of life. I want you to think about what it would be like if you could follow through even when you were feeling really emotional what if you could finally get over that one issue what if you could get through it and move through it imagine what that would feel like emotionally and also physically Now, when I was thinking about what it feels like for me to get through something, to get to the other side and feel really successful and follow through when I haven't wanted to, it made me think about this really vivid memory that I have as a child. So I want to set the scene. I want you to imagine being in the front yard. You can smell freshly cut grass and you're hanging out with me and my family, with my two sisters and my dad, and we are having a blast. And one of the things that we would do that I just love, 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 it would just make me so giddy and feel really good physically and also just emotionally. was this thing that my dad used to do. He would take a hold of our hands and we would remember now we're little, we would start to walk, walk up his body and then do these flips and do basically a backward somersault off of his body. I love doing that. And I also loved When he would tickle us and then grab us by the ankles and then he would swing us upside down (laughs) between his legs back and forth, back and forth. And it was exhilarating and a little scary and so much fun. And then we knew it was coming and here's the grand finale. He would throw us up in the air and he would catch us right underneath the armpits. And oh my gosh. We would giggle and we'd love it. And now I had two sisters and there was some competition about who was going to get the most flips and who's going to be able to jump on dad. And for me, that energy and that feeling is just bliss. It's so much fun. It's a little bit of work, but it feels really good. And when I think about, feeling good in my body and in my mind and in my life, that memory pretty much encapsulates it all. And I also remember what it was like to not feel happy and to feel really out of control. For sure, I was Tracy Trouble. I got that nickname when I was little and I would have to say I deserved it. I was really good at throwing temper tantrums. I remember I got sent to my room a lot. (laughs) Most of it was for being mouthy and talking back sometimes for things that I did, but it was mostly surprise, surprise around what I would say. And I remember feeling really out of control emotionally and yelling so loudly. My face would turn red and crying and I would lay on the bed and kick my heels on the wall, literally kick my heels as hard as I possibly could. And As funny as all of that sounds really in those moments when I think about it and what I've been thinking about in preparation for this podcast is the way that I felt was powerless. I felt out of control and like I couldn't control my environment and I was up against my environment. And what I learned back then was that if I behaved a certain way, then certain consequences would happen. Of course they would. But what I also learned, what I took in from that was that the world was responsible for my emotions and that I was responsible for the way that I behaved, that I needed to learn how to control myself. And what was missing was a huge lesson about emotional power in terms of feeling powerful or feeling powerless.
1: And here it is.
0: Yes, I was responsible for my actions. I am always 100% responsible for my actions. I needed, we all need to control our bodies and what we do with them, what we say and how we act and how we behave in this world. And I'm also responsible for my emotions and how I am feeling. I want you to hear that again. I am 100% responsible for my actions and I am 100% responsible for my emotions And that's a big lesson. That's the main lesson for this episode and for life. And the juxtaposition of that is that you then are not responsible for my emotions ever. And neither is my work or my schedule or my family or traffic or the world or the stock market or how other people are behaving. Nothing else is ever, ever, ever responsible for my emotions, period. And that is a powerful thing to know. It can also be a little disturbing (laughs) because often we want to blame our external environment for our internal environment. I want you to think about that. The external environment is everything outside of us, the world, and our internal environment is what we are thinking and how we are feeling. And when I was, Preparing, I wrote E for external environment, I for internal environment, and I was thinking E-I-E-I, and it made me think of the Old McDonald song. Old McDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O as in O. I'm blaming the external environment for my internal environment, and there's something that goes in between those two, and it's my thoughts and what I'm making that external environment mean, and that is why we are responsible for how we feel in every moment, Because the things that happen in the world happen. They are. They exist. They're neutral. But we're in charge of how we think about those things and how we then feel. And when we get that, we truly understand that. When I truly understood that, I went from being powerless to being powerful. And we get to practice that all of the time. The world generously gives us lots of opportunities to remember that we are 100% responsible for our emotions. And it's rampant. All we need to do is turn on the television to see emotions in our political system, to see emotions across the international stage. All we have to do is look across the the meeting table or at the Zoom and see emotions that are out of control, that are not serving the highest good, that are not serving your best strategy. And emotions can become a huge block and a hindrance, especially if we're not taking responsibility for them. And here's the thing. Very few of us were taught when we were little how to be emotionally powerful. No one taught us that we could think about our thinking and decide what to think and how to feel in any given moment. As children, we don't have this capacity. We don't understand where those emotions come from. And we think that it's our sisters or our life or something that's going on in our life that's causing our feelings and it gets perpetuated by how we are raised. How many of you have heard the phrase, you want something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. Or big boys don't cry or, and this is a really, really good one. When we have two children standing side by side and one of them has tears in their eyes and their feelings are hurt. And the other one is standing there with a Barbie doll looking very guilty. And we turn to the one with the Barbie doll. and We're like, Hey, Sally, do you see how Joni's feeling? Look how sad she is. You hurt her feelings. You need to say you're sorry. You hurt her feelings. That line right there is so so innocent, yet it's so powerful because what we're teaching is that there's no space between the E and the I. We think, Hey, you say something, you do something out there in the external environment and that causes somebody to feel a certain way. And we miss the space in between that very, very powerful space called our mind where we can think. And when we say, Hey, you need to say you're sorry because you hurt her feelings. We're skipping over that completely. It's so ingrained. We don't even realize that we are teaching our children and each other that other people are responsible for the way that we feel. And it is the most disempowering thing that we can do, not only to our children, but to ourselves, even as adults. And so we blame politics. We blame the economy. We blame work. We blame quiet quitters, we blame other people, we blame the government, we blame our exes, we blame our mothers, our fathers, our childhood, and we blame everything outside of us for how we feel and why we're doing what we're doing and the results that we are getting and that is emotional powerlessness. Emotional power is when we take full responsibility for every single thing that we feel, no matter what someone else is doing or not doing. And I'll tell you that this is no small feat. This is a huge challenge for all of us. When we take the time to look at the space between the E and the I, and we go to the place of expecting that we are in control of our own minds and our own feelings, then we are in power. And as a side note, the great thing about choosing to level up personally, to be a better leader, to take better care of yourself mentally, emotionally, or physically, or to take better care of a relationship or whatever it is for you, is that when you decide to do that, to level up and to be in alignment with your potential, you will 100% get a chance to work at your level of emotional responsibility and see if you are focusing on the E or on the I, on the external environment or the internal environment. And this is where you get to go, oh, I'm responsible for that emotion. And this can be a really uncomfortable place to be to realize that you are the one causing your emotions. Now, I want to caveat this with saying that I am not in any way suggesting that we shouldn't have emotions, that we shouldn't feel upset when people do things, or that we shouldn't have anger or jealousy. In fact, we're going to talk about the power of all of those quote unquote negative emotions in the next episode. But what I am suggesting is that you are responsible for all of your emotions on the full spectrum from positive to negative. So to help with this right now, I want you to think of someone or some situation that is bothering you and that you have some emotion around. So for example, a lot of people are right now talking about quiet quitting right now. And there are quite a few definitions about what quiet quitting is. And maybe I'll even do a podcast on that. But one of the negative connotations of that is that people are doing the bare minimum, that they're really not engaged in their work and that they really don't want to be there. And so if you're surrounded by quiet quitters, then you're the one who needs to pick up the slack. Oftentimes people will come to me feeling like a victim to those quiet quitters. They feel like they are at the mercy of them. And they'll talk about what is going on and give details about how this person is doing X, Y, and Z and not pulling their weight and how frustrating it is and disappointing it is. And how now they are feeling strung out and having all of these different emotions around the quiet quitter. And what I will say to them is, Are you noticing how much power you are giving to this person over your emotional life? And given this situation, how much more of your emotional energy and your mental energy do you want to give to that person and in that situation? Now there is A balance here. There is a distinction between discussing and hashing out and hearing your thoughts out loud, and then going into an emotional temper tantrum. And generally, you know the difference. I certainly know the difference between talking it through, getting it out, going through the details. And then when I find myself repeating the story over and over to multiple people, or having it take up a lot of my emotional real estate or mental real estate, then I know I have now gone into emotional powerlessness. When you are raging out loud or even inwardly, that is a place of emotional disempowerment. It puts us in a place where we don't really feel like we have control over ourselves. And as I said, I've done this many times in my own life. When I am yelling at someone, blaming the world and not taking responsibility for how I feel, it feels powerless. I feel like I'm back on that bed, kicking my feet up against the wall. And what's really happening is I'm not taking responsibility for myself. And I continually get the opportunity to practice emotional responsibility over and over and over again. So now I'd like to encourage you to explore this in your own life. Go forth with the E-I-E-I-O McDonald's song in your mind and be aware of the external environment and your internal environment. Watch where you might be giving some of your emotional power away. Notice where you're not taking responsibility, maybe where you might be blaming, complaining, or defending and feeling like something outside of you is responsible for your emotion. And then remember that you are responsible for it internally and do it with a, oh, with some curiosity, with some fascination. This is really powerful. Knowing that you have a choice in how you respond To everything, how you feel about everything and how you have a choice to think about that external environment is extremely powerful. And yeah, it'll require a little bit more effort, but it's totally worth it to take that step into managing your mind and your behavior and ultimately the results that you get so that you can have that great feeling of freedom and fun in your life without having to depend on other people. Being powerful in your emotions doesn't mean that we are all walking around in rainbows and daisies and that everything is always on the happy spectrum. Being powerful means understanding all of your emotions, the entire spectrum. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about how you can do that and build your emotional immunity to be able to be in those emotions. And I'd like to end with a quote. Right now I'm watching The Crown, so I'm really into Winston Churchill. And he said, the price of greatness is responsibility. I love that. The price of greatness is responsibility. So go forth and joyfully, powerfully take responsibility for your emotions and enjoy that journey. Enjoy knowing that when you are hundred percent emotionally responsible, that you are powerful and that you are indeed creating your great hey there if you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level come visit the wellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources and make sure that you type in the wellness.coach.com not not.com and I will see you there